0: On this episode, we're talking about methamphetamine, shrooms, molly, ecstasy, and a bunch of other fun, jump, jumpy, jump time drugs. Uh, the beginning, the first 40 seconds of this for the viewers on the video podcast, it's going to be black, but now it's going to cut because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with computers. So thank you all for listening. Enjoy the episode. Illinois just fucking made recreational weed a thing, or it's going to be a thing soon. A lot of things happened the past week that inspired me to talk about drugs and just do an an episode based on all these different drugs. I kind of know my shit on these, and I've been around a lot of people that have used different shit, but um, I wanted to make an episode out of it because, you know, we don't fucking... The world isn't given a a spotlight to drugs as much as it should, and I feel like that's why people do stupid shit, you know? A lot of things people just do to try it, because they don't know what it's like, and you fucking hear all these cool stories. Maybe I should move this a little bit. Um, You hear all these cool stories about, you know, my fucking dude, me and Johnny took fucking shrooms, and we saw saw our, our dad or something you know crazy. Well, something they see like their dad with a fucking octagon like fedora and like he was flying and there was so much crazy shit. You see crazy stuff. So then everyone's like, "Dude, I want to see my dad with an octagon fedora." And then then it's where the cool fun parts come in. And that's where the attraction comes in is because there's these drugs that you can take that's going to make you see things that are so bizarre to think about. So people do them, you know? And that's not really all there is to it. You know, we we only talk about the great, fun, exciting parts about drugs. We don't really talk about the bad things or just the real things that happen from it. The side effects, the fucking, the come downs, you know. So before I lose my breath from talking for so fucking long, um, let me tell you about my week, all right. This week was, it was, you know, an average week. I've been working a lot harder. I've been trying to sell a lot more. I'm back to having fucking 20 pairs of shoes that are different every week, so I'm doing good. Um, I hope you guys are all doing great, too. And what a nice calming thing that is to hear, you know? You hear the guy that you're listening on the podcast, and I'm telling you guys that I want you to feel good. How sweet. Um, Also this week, there's a thing called Spring Awakening, which... I didn't even read about. It. I don't really give a fuck about it. It's a it's a rave. Is basically what it is. It's like a lot of different people. I don't know any of their names. Fucking Griztex, BMC, CBD. There's all these weird names. Yellow Yellow Dolphin. All these DJs that people are going fucking insane over are are like a lot of the good ones go to the show. The only one I know is DJ Snake. Um, that's the only one. So and I think Zed is Zed's there. I think. But, uh, all these kids go there and it's like, it's really cool. It looks great. It's an outdoor festival. There's like 10 stages or four stages, somewhere in between there. And, uh, you know, you listen to music and everybody fucking jumps around and does drugs It's basically what it is. And some people don't do drugs. I got invited from one of my friends. He was like, dude, I'll pay for your Sunday ticket. Let's fucking go. But, the the amount of fun that I'm going to have, a little voice crack there, the amount of fun that I would have versus him is a lot different because he has ecstasy and cocaine and fucking shrooms in his system, and I have, you know, fucking Fiji water, you know, so we're not on the same level. Now, of course, I can enjoy the music still, and I can jump around as many times as he jumps around, but it's not the same because he's literally on drugs. It's like enhancing his fucking visuals and his sound and his f- senses are just enhanced by 10 times what I am. So, or what mine would be. So, um, then I started thinking, you know what? Like, let me take a look. Oh, wait. Okay. This is the fucking, the, the best part I almost skipped. So last night, um, it was Saturday And Saturday is like day two of this festival thing, so this kid calls me, one of my good friends, and he was like, he's like, dude, can you fucking take us, can you take us back, we just got food, like, can you take us back from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, so I was like, sure, I pick him up, he offers me 20 bucks, of course I'm gonna take it, because I'm not gonna do it for free, because I'm not that nice of a fucking person, um, offers me 20 bucks. I was like, sure. So now I go pick him up and he has five other kids with him. Luckily I have a big enough car. So these kids load up in my car and now we're heading home and his fucking pupils are bigger than my, I don't even know what, like are bigger than the actual eye part of my eyeball. Okay. So I have big blue eyes. This kid had huge black fucking dark black dots, otherwise known as pupils, uh, they were fucking huge, okay? And uh, the the girls in the back, they were like, they, they came into the car with fucking ring pops or some shit in their mouth, and I didn't really understand why. And they all had these beads, and they were like, one of them was just chewing on her fucking beads in the back, and the other one's got a ring pop. So then I'm thinking like, okay, obviously they're still fucked up on drugs, but you know what? They called a designated driver, they did the right thing, so I'm not going to get mad. So now... My friend gets in the car and he's like, dude, this show was fucking sick, man. You got to come with us tomorrow, dude. And I was like, no, you know, and while I'm saying that, my eyes are fucking extremely, they look like they were taped open, um, straight out of fucking, uh, some scary movie. So he was super like locked in on everything I was saying. He was very interested. His eyes were beaming through my fucking skull And, uh, you know, everyone was having a good time. They were all on fucking Coke and MDMA and whatever the fuck else, which we're going to get into later if you don't know what these things are. So then they're talking about going to Chicago and they were saying that they had to get an Uber, but they had to make like, I don't know. They they only wanted to spend sixty bucks, but the Uber was they they weren't understanding that you have to take a fucking Uber XL, which would have been a hundred bucks, and they were trying to cram six people into one Uber sedan. So I was like, you know what? I'll fucking take you guys. Now it's like one thirty in the morning, and then it becomes two o'clock. They all get to my car. I go pick them up, and then one of the girls has to be dropped off. The other one has to stop at her house to change clothes. A one or a 45 minute drive to Chicago turned into a fucking two hour piece of shit. Hell, hell experience nightmare. Okay. Um, and it was just really bad. There was fucking traffic on the way, but I'll, I'll explain to you why it was good because we're going to stay on the positive side of things while I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, all of these people are just fucked up on drugs. I don't know any of these people besides one of them. Uh, what if we get pulled over and they have cocaine on them? What if one of them freaks the fuck out and like overdoses? What if they forget Coke in my car? What if there was a lot of negative things, right? And he was paying me 60 bucks or whatever to take him there, which is nice. But it's like looking back on it, there's a lot of, a lot of things that could go wrong. A girl could like fall asleep and then not fucking wake up. And it was in my car and maybe I'm going to get in trouble for that. You know, I probably wouldn't but it's just don't do that. Don't do what I did. Okay. But luckily I dropped them off at the club that they wanted to go to in Chicago. And then I got to come home. I got home at like 4am. That's why this podcast is going up late. So I heard them telling stories about them doing drugs. And I was asking them, you know, what's it like being on ecstasy? What's it like being on fucking whatever else? And I gathered some knowledge. Then I went online, gathered some more knowledge, and basically we're going to break them all down for you. We're going to break down shrooms. We're going to break down meth. We're going to talk about cocaine, acid, MDMA, molly, ecstasy, all of these things, which I think those three are like the same, but we'll get to that later. Um, so here's what I learned. Dude, I, I don't really, it's good for me because I never really took like a deep dive into each one of these drugs until last night when I was like sitting on my phone doing these notes for the podcast. And, uh, it's, I think it's good. I think everyone should know what the fuck these things are. When you think of shrooms, you think of like, oh, they just make you see shit. When you think of acid, you probably think the same thing. When you think of cocaine, it's like, oh yeah, you get really hyped up. And like people just think of that one movie, um, with Leonardo DiCaprio. And I think it's like, dude, you better do it if you're on Wall Street, the Wolf of Wall Street. Fuck, I couldn't think of that one. Um, We don't really know what the pros and cons are or someone's stories. I got a guy that took videos, not for me. Uh, I found these online. He took videos and talked about what it was like doing meth, what it was like doing coke. I found some stories online. So let's just fucking dive in. If you guys don't get into this shit, then, then it's on you, man, because I really, really get into this. This is more notes than I've ever taken ever on anything when I was in high school. So for shrooms, all right, shrooms just got decriminalized in uh, Denver, Colorado in May, and then like, I don't know, fucking two weeks ago in California. So when I heard the news about this, I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like maybe people are going to enjoy their fucking lives more because they could do shit that's grown from the ground. Or somewhat grown from the ground. I don't really know how it's made or how it becomes shrooms, but um, I figured like that's probably a good thing because I'm all for weed being legal recreationally, and uh, the it just got like passed through, and in Illinois starting next year January first. Um, I guess recreational weed is, is fucking cool with people in Illinois, which is great because I am a firm believer that you shouldn't go to fucking jail for having an ounce of weed on you or a pound of weed, no matter how many times you get caught with ounces of weed. You're not fucking doing anything wrong, you know? People go to jail that molest kids and fucking kill people. Smoking weed is nowhere, it's not even on the same fucking spectrum, right? And I think that's obvious. I think everyone's kind of waking up to that. So, that's out of the way. Now, shrooms, I kind of just thought like, yeah, you know, you should be able to do it. Why the fuck not? Then I started reading about it and I was like, oh, fuck no, you shouldn't be able to. And let me explain why, okay? Here's the good parts about shrooms, right? 20 out of every 10,000 people, from what I read online, need medical care and just about 0% die from taking shrooms. I don't think it's actually possible to die from taking shrooms. I think that your actions while on shrooms can lead you to death, But that's very, very slim chances. You know, what I mean by that is like if I take shrooms and I'm seeing fucking God and then I see like someone that died that was my best friend riding on a fucking pony and then I hear someone say like, hey, kill yourself because we're going to fucking go to Egypt now, but you have to kill yourself first. And then I'm thinking like, oh my God, what the fuck do I do? So then I get a gun and I blow my head off. Uh, I killed myself. But the shrooms and seeing the weird fucking shit that I was on, like because of what I was on, made me kill myself. So the shrooms didn't really kill me. I killed myself. It's just the shrooms helped, you know? But I'm not going to say that shrooms kill people because they fucking literally don't. And the 20 out of every 10,000 people that need medical care, a lot of them is probably just like a kid like me. What's my hair doing? Um, A kid like me that's just like freaking the fuck out and doesn't know where the fuck he is. So then he, like, calls the police. And then they... Calls the police. And then an ambulance comes and they get him. And then they bring him to the hospital. And they're like, chill the fuck out. You took shrooms, man. Like, you're not going to be okay for a little bit. But six hours and you'll be fine. So, dude, I don't know what's happening with my hair. Um, so, fucking... Now... I'm reading about it online, and I read the good and the bad, and here's a little t-chart that I made for you guys. The good things, you're pondering the meaning of life, right? When you take shrooms, you get a lot deeper. You start asking, why are people, why do people exist? What the fuck is this religion, and what is this one? What makes this different than this? How are people made up? Why do people respond to things the way that they do? You're thinking about deep shit in life, and that is good because people don't really get there on their own. Uh, It's fucking sad, but a lot of people have to take shrooms in order to think deeply about the fucking world, uh, which is dumb. But if you are thinking deep, it's like, it is good. So I'm going to write that as a pro. Um, Another pro is, which is extremely contradicting to one of the cons, but one of the pros that I read said, euphoria Um, peacefulness, spiritual awakening, vivid sounds and colors. Those are all the cool things. When you take shrooms, you see creepy or not creepy. You see, I guess, dope shit. People go on like nature walks and they see the trees moving around and you look at the ground and there's a fucking hole with rabbits coming out of it, you know? So you kind of, you just, it's exciting for some people. Fuck. Um, It's exciting for some people. Uh, another pro which this is a quote that I took from a guy's whatever blog online in his pros and cons he also made a list and in the pros it said everything was melting I don't know why the fuck that would be a pro but hey who like who doesn't like melted shit then you know now the cons are, Uh, shrooms trigger psychotic episodes, especially if you have uh, a past, like if you have a mom or a dad or grandfather, if schizophrenia is somewhere tracked in your fucking bloodstream, whether it's from a parent or whatever, uh, it can trigger psychotic episodes. And it's like five times more likely to, if you have some fucked up shit going on with you. So shrooms aren't really for everybody, you know, and I probably shouldn't take them. Um, which I'm not saying anything there. I'm just saying I probably shouldn't take them. Um, The contradicting thing from peacefulness and spiritual awakening, the cons are lightheadedness, paranoia, confusion, lack of coordination, frightening hallucinations, etc. So frightening hallucinations, that was one thing. So it's like it can be very peaceful. It can be a spiritual awakening, but it could also be like, you can see the most frightening shit of your fucking life. You can be creeped the fuck out. You can be paranoid. You can be freaking out. So, it's like a gamble, like a 50-50, which doesn't make me think that it's a good idea. Uh, another con is that you have very low lows. If you have a bad trip on shrooms, it's fucking bad, man. Like, it's just bad. Also, here's a little picture of shrooms. This is what they look like for all the, video, the video guys. These are actually just regular mushrooms, but I, I like this picture better shrooms look like, it's like a dried, you know when you see fucking a bowl of ice cream and then you see a bowl of like astronaut ice cream, like that kind, and it's like all flat and like wrinkly and dry. These are regular shrooms, but, or mushrooms, but shrooms are like dried up and like crinkly and they fucking, you bite them and they're like very crunchy. Um, And they come like, you could get like a bag of like five grams in a little Ziploc bag. You could probably fit more. Yeah, you definitely can, but, when i see them or when i saw them that's what i saw okay um and it's it's the the scary part about shrooms is is exactly what i said earlier that's like you won't die from it but you can kill yourself from being on it and that's fucked up and for that reason i'm out i don't think shrooms should be decriminalized anywhere uh it's already happening and it's probably going to continue to happen so my, you know, this fucking stroke job, 20 year old kid in his bedroom with his painted nails, who gives a fuck what he's saying? I know. I know. All right. I get it. So my vote doesn't really count, but for you guys, maybe it does. I'm, I'm, I'm not for it. I don't think I want to be in a fucking place where I'm like, you know, it's fucked up too. Really quick pause. Why is it okay to do shrooms, but it's not okay to chew gum as a fucking sophomore in high, in high school? you know, or college, even though college is probably, they're probably cool with it. Why? But do you get what I'm saying? Why can we do shrooms legally now, but we can't say shit on TV or fuck. And we can't show tits on regular cable. Why not? You know, the, the world likes to be very, or people like to be very fucking sensitive and very pussy bitch about the dumbest shit. But then it's like shrooms. We can do that. But you're not saying the word ass in in class. Absolutely not. You'll get you'll get suspended. That pisses me off. You know? It's let's we gotta be all of it or none of it. That's my new motto lately. All of it's okay or none of it's okay. You wanna do shrooms? Great. Let's do cocaine, let's do make it all legal then. You can say fuck in school, you can show tits. Make it a place where nobody gives a fuck. If you're gonna be none of it's okay, that's fine. But then you can't swear you can't do drugs, all drugs are illegal fucking like, it's, it's probably a shittier option, but that's how it's got to be. You can't pick and choose things we can do. And then like the same concept of living free. And then like, but you can't do this because you'll get in trouble. I don't know. Just my two cents. Anyways, this next video is about a guy talking about being on meth. Um, he explains a story before I show this clip that he talks in. Uh, he explained the story that there was a mice test that scientists did that scientists, I was, I put an S there. I want you to know, um, they got mice and they put them mouse mice. They got a bunch of mice. That makes sense. Right. Um, and they gave them meth and they got them addicted to meth, which didn't take long. And then they gave the mice the option of food or meth. And every time they would go to meth, and they would just keep going to meth. They didn't give a fuck about food until they would overdose and fucking die or until they starved themselves to death. So that was interesting. You know, I don't know why the fuck that has to do with anything because what is a mouse? Like we're not the same as mice. So no fucking shit. It's going to affect them very like, you know, but I guess it's cool. I guess it makes somewhat sense. They should have, well, no, they shouldn't have done it to any animals. But, like, if you're going to do it to an animal that is going to get, like, a good representation of what people would do, I feel like you'd have to do it to monkeys or fucking dolphins. So like, animals that are, like, smart enough to, like, you know, the smarter animals. Anyways, um, this drug, methamphetamine, is it's it's the highest form of dopamine that your body can ever fucking release. Um, I don't know if it releases dopamine, but this guy was explaining it like cocaine and... And whatever the fucking other one is, raises your dopamine levels and like releases dopamine by 200 units. Meth does it by 1500. So I don't understand really what that means. All I know is holy fuck, meth is really fucking strong. Um, now here's a video of him talking because he knows what it's like, not me. I hope it plays right away. That'll be awesome.
1: I actually stayed up for like 20 days and thought aliens were coming and got out a phone book and called everybody in the phone book and boarded up my room and, uh, you know, shit like that, that's when the paranoia wasn't cool. For the most part I liked the paranoia when it was in like a moderation, uh, but when I got to like day 20 of no sleep, uh, is when the paranoia got so bad I'd be like on the verge of just bolting out of my house and like running down the street and screaming and shit, but yeah. And probably the biggest negative consequence, and this is a big one and you don't realize it until you actually do it, is you lose your moral code of uh, whatever this shit does to your brain. It makes your moral code go out the window. All self preservation, all uh, you know what your view is on right and wrong. It all goes out your out the window. Your like reptilian brain gets amplified, and your frontal cortex gets burnt to pieces. And what you're left with is just instinctual drives. So,
0: what's interesting is like I and this is something that I see that's reoccurring. People that use drugs like this, like no big words. Like he says, like your frontal cortex gets fucking like. Why the fuck do you know that, you know? So I'll give them the fact that they probably like, okay, every person that I've talked to that that has done shrooms or acid Like, they do have something that's weird about them that, like, they can really explain something, almost to the point where it's, like, shut the fuck up. But, like, people that I've met that do do these type of drugs, when they talk about something, they just get off on, like, a tangent, and they're, like, really explaining it. You could be like, hey, man, why are almonds better than cashews? And they'd be like, well, in 1984, the almond was founded. Almonds are great because they provide milk. They provide every nutrient that you need. And it's like, why the fuck are you being, just pick one. You know, that's the experience that I've had personally talking to people that do drugs. Um, You talk about one thing with them and they're just all fucking in as if they're going to die if they don't prove you wrong. You know what I mean? Um, Also, yeah, I mean, any drug that makes you think that aliens are coming and you board you, he, he physically boarded up his room because he thought aliens were coming and was like scared. I mean, why not? Like, what the fuck? Okay, give give me two seconds, all right? How about this idea? How about instead of doing meth, you lay in bed, turn on a good movie, and get popcorn instead? Isn't that equally as fun? If, I'm, if, if, if my favorite scary movie brings me to a 9 out of 10 happiness, I love watching scary movies, and if it's a really good one that I've already seen before, I'm going to love it more, you know? So if sitting down, if the feeling of sitting down watching a scary movie for me brings me to a 9, right? Um, I don't really think I've been brought to a 10 yet, but almost maximum happiness. Uh, and then this guy needs to go do, not this guy particularly, any anyone, needs to go do meth in order to get them to a nine. There's something warped in their brains that, like, you can't get yourself happy anymore. And I think that rather than, like, trying to find drugs to do that, you gotta do, you gotta fix that here. You gotta fix it within your own fucking life. Because if you don't, you're f- so fucked, you know? Um, playing the drums, eating sushi, Fucking making out with a female, having sex even, even though it's not really, honestly, like making out and hooking up does it more than sex for me. But there's so many things for me that bring me complete fucking joy and happiness. Seeing my family, going on a fucking trip. I mean, playing with fucking playing with... I wasn't playing with shoes. Looking at shoes and just like staring at them and adoring them because I'm fucking weird. I can literally sit here and look at this beautiful Retro 5 and just like sit here in awe for a straight hour and just be like, holy fuck, there's so many cool things about the shoe. Look at the materials. I can sit here and be really interested in a shoe for an hour. So I, I feel like I got a good fucking... I got a good level of what things make me happy and what things make me sad. I haven't fucked my spectrum, or I'm not even going to say spectrum. I haven't fucked my personal scale up enough to the point where, like, doing those things doesn't make me happy anymore, so now I have to find something else. But if I did, I would probably, like, go skydiving or go bungee jumping or fucking try parkour. Do shit that's, like, so bizarre that you could never see yourself doing but that might bring you very bizarre fucking scale records. You get what I'm saying? Does anybody get it? Um, so my point is, the second you start replacing things for drugs is when you fucked up, you know? I did it with nicotine as well. I replaced, I felt fucking pain, I felt sad, I felt anxiety. What did I do as a sophomore in high school? I started smoking cigarettes. And that's probably not the best thing to do, but I was replacing my feelings for this drug, essentially, right? And whenever I felt sad, I feel it's like why most people do it. When you feel sad, when you feel depressed, when you're angsty, when you're fucking pissed off, you need something to like take you down. And nicotine is a a downer, so it will do that for you, you know? Uh, It's not the best idea, but that same concept to me, in my opinion, is the same thing as I can't get that excited anymore i can't get happy anymore i can't get fucking horny anymore so i need to go take meth it's like the same thing to me maybe i'm wrong but just the same in my opinion all right here's another same thing same meth
1: guy i've heard of people doing meth and just cleaning up their place and you know painting their whole house and they feel like
0: listen to what he's about to say this is absolutely this is how you know that this guy did a little bit too much meth listen to this example
1: the superman or i've heard of athletes who will smoke meth and just perform better than they've ever performed and for me i was a guitarist
0: athletes that smoke meth and perform better than they ever performed guys we might have just found out that the key to lebron james kobe bryant michael jordan all these elite superstar athletes maybe they're just fucking doing meth Maybe this guy's figured it out. I think that they're not actually performing better. The fact that you're on meth and you're fucking enhanced everything, you feel like you're Michael Jordan, but you're really fucking me in a basketball outfit, which is horrible to even think about. But you know what I mean? So when he says like, I've heard examples of people that were, no, you're fucking wrong. Okay. Uh, That's it for meth. So what do I think of meth? Hard no, which meth isn't even talked about being legal. I actually think meth used to be an over-the-counter drug, maybe. I don't know. Let's move on. That We covered meth, though. Have you guys learned a little bit about it? You guys heard from someone that does fucking meth. He was actually he was actually an addict, and now he's four years clean. This guy is really fucking cool. He has a great page. Uh, I'll leave a link to one of his videos, his channel, in the description. It, he's a good guy, and if you're someone that just wants to listen to a guy talk about weird fucked up drug stories, which is a thing. Uh, definitely go check him out. You know, I, I, it would be way cooler if I knew his name because then I could say it, but clearly I don't. So, uh, I'll just post the link in my description. Now the next one is cocaine. Cocaine is the most popular for me. Um, not because I do it because I've never done it, but because in my school a lot of kids did coke, I know a lot of women, girls my age, twenty years old. Even I know girls that are eighteen that are just getting out of high school that do cocaine. And even when I was in high school, the kids are probably doing coke there too. You know what I mean? Let's let's not fucking beat around the bush here. Um, definitely, when I was seventeen, I knew people that were seventeen doing cocaine. So, for what that's worth, I don't know. Clearly, that makes me think it's easier to get. Um, it's, it only lasts 30 minutes. So if you don't like it, it's like, I guess if you don't like it, it's not going to last that long anyways. So it's like easier to get out of like shrooms and like acid and some of these more extreme ones, they can last like anywhere from two hours to 24 hours. So that is a little bit more intimidating. And if you're someone, some male or female it's just like, dude, we need to fucking try this shit, man. And it's like your first time, and inside you're a little bit of a bitch, so you don't want to, like, re- get scared for 24 hours, then, yeah, I mean, cocaine is the one to go to, because it only lasts 24 hours, and it's... Or, okay, only lasts 30 minutes, and it's not as strong. Um, you know, kids... The last night, the, the people that I picked up from this whatever-the-fuck party thing, um, or rave thing... Uh, they all did coke and their eyes were like fucking up and they were all very upbeat and like very fucking just wanted to do crazy shit while sitting in the passenger seat of a car. Um, they like when I asked them, where do you guys do it? Cause you're in a, there's thousands of people like dancing to music. How the fuck are you like laying cocaine out on a table and then snorting it? They were telling me um, that this also side note for the viewers out there, the picture behind me is a guy before and after he did uh, was addicted to fucking meth. So you don't want to be like that, right? Don't do meth, guys. That's also a picture of crystal meth there. That's nice. I forgot the visuals while I'm talking about this shit. This is cocaine. Anyways, uh, they told me that they did it in a porter potty. So is it porta potty or port o potty or porter pot? I don't know. Um, they would lay it on the hip, on the fucking lid. Of the toilet or so, I mean, I don't know where the fuck you lay it, or like on the toilet paper thing. The thought of even stepping into a porta potty makes me think about like the grossest shit in the whole entire world. I think that porta potties are fucking disgusting. I'm a huge germaphobe, and if I'm gonna snort cocaine off of the lid of a toilet in a porta potty. I have officially accepted the fact that I am a piece of shit. And it's not me labeling you guys as pieces of shit. It's me labeling myself. If I let myself get to that point, I'm fucking done trying with life. And I've accepted that. Um, some people are very, very, very successful in do cocaine. So I'm not saying that everyone that does cocaine is a piece of shit. I'm just saying that if you have the balls to do cocaine off of a porta potty toilet seat in the middle of a fucking rave you have a lot of nerve and you are really cool. Um, this is a video of a guy talking about cocaine, same guy. This guy says that his, his goal was to, was to do every single drug out there and try them all out and then make reviews on them. And like he did it for the most part. So congratulations.
1: Whenever I snorted cocaine, the first line was good. It made my face go completely numb. Uh, I would get, like, where I'd want to talk a mile a minute, I would get really excited euphoria, like a real adrenaline kick in, and it was just like this, you know, sparklers of confidence going off of my head instantly as soon as I snorted it. Uh, And, yeah, I love that part. And then the night continues, and, of course, cocaine only lasts 30 minutes, so I keep on using cocaine. I'd fall in love with the drips. so the drip is like this... The snot in your nose, it would, like, drip down the back of your throat and you would taste it. And I love that taste. I also love the way cocaine smelled. Like, really good cocaine.
0: That's the most disgusting thing I've ever fucking heard. I don't even... I hate that word so much. Let's play again what he just said. Because maybe I didn't hear it right.
1: With the drip. So the drip is like this... The snot in your nose, it would like drip down the back of your throat and you would taste it. And I love that taste. I also love the way cocaine smelled. Like really good cocaine, it smells like a light paint.
0: You know when you just fucking eat your own snot? I love that so much. That's fucking disgusting.
1: Oh my God. Anyways. Very subtle paint thinner, uh, which might sound gross to people, but I guess after my first line, I automatically associated that smell with euphoria. So I learned to really like the smell of it. It's also really good. Cocaine is soft. uh, and it's. If you associate the smell of
0: paint thinner or paint, whatever he said, with cocaine. Or no, if you associate the smell of paint with euphoria, then why wouldn't you go become a fucking painter, right? Because then you're getting euphoria and you're just like the smell of paint because that's when you did coke. Then go paint. He could have sparked a fucking little Gary V moment right here. He could have became someone really fucking great because he would feel euphoria when he was painting in his room and then that would turn into like some arch fucking shit and then by the time you know it he's fucking Michelangelo, you know? So, I don't know if Michelangelo I don't even want to go there. We're not talking about that. If I was wrong, I was wrong. But my point is, if you associate paint with euphoria, you should have done something with paint, not with more fucking cocaine, right? Also, whatever the snot bath fucking th- addiction part of cocaine is, is so fucking disgusting. And now I'm definitely going to wash all the seats in my fucking car and I'm going to lice all the fuck out of it because I don't know where's where everyone's snot's been. Oh my God. That's f- the fucking, the fucking disgusting is what that is. Um, we're good on that. you know, I, I'm not doing coke anytime soon. I' none of these drugs have made me want to do them. But fun fact, before I did this, before this episode, I actually was considering doing shrooms and I was considering doing acid. Now, shrooms are definitely out, but this is a screenshot that I took from online. I haven't read this yet, so I'm sorry if it's long. I'm sorry if it's fucked up. I haven't read it yet. Uh, this is gonna decide if I'm gonna try acid ever in my life, okay? Um, so it says I quickly lost control of the situation for some, for one reason or another, I became very angry and basically wrecked my house. This is, he's talking about what it was like doing acid. Um, after turning up all the furniture in my living room, I painted in a rage while listening to death grips rather than peacefully painting to the various chill ambient albums. I prepared for this instead of doing anything I planned for the day. I spent most of my trip meaning like his trip, like the experience he's having on acid. Not like a trip to Japan. Um, he spent most of his trip yelling, breaking things, and crying. I remember the idea that set everything off, the, uh, that everything is a mistake. The, what the fuck? That the natural order of things is to not exist. That's why everything steadily marches towards heat death. What? That's literally what it says. Life is nothing more than our our accidental hiccup in the cosmic soup of reality. Our consciousness is a step of evolution in a species that has no purpose to be. What the fuck? Is this guy on acid as he's typing this? Um, We're all one big accident. There's no higher purpose. Maybe there will be someday, but that is just a further evolution of reality. There are a variety of other things that I would say dude, what is he fucking saying? I feel like I'm on acid reading this fucking shit. Um, there are a variety of other things that I would say overall negative in my experience. I can't shake, shake this gross feeling that I've never ruined. Oh, that I've ruined my perception of the world. And now I never want to do acid again. Honestly, I kind of just want to die. Okay. Well, that's a fucking heavy, heavy paragraph right there. Uh, not nope. I'm out already. I don't give a fuck. I didn't even read about acid really. I know that it's a little tab, which I'm confused here because all the pictures that I looked up of acid, it's like this little tab, right? You can see behind me if you're on the visual. What The picture behind me is a girl sticking her tongue out and there's like a little square piece of paper that's like a, centimeter, a square centimeter big and it has a smiley face on it. So now every time I would look up acid on Google images, it would be like paper With like a thousand of these little ass squares that have little icons on them. It would be a smiley face, a unicorn, a fucking different colors, tie-dye. And I guess you place this tablet on your tongue and it's very similar to shrooms. It's very similar to fucking meth, but it's just like, no, not meth. It's, it's, um... I don't know. You, It's very visual. You see a lot of shit. You hallucinate. You feel weird. Your body's feeling like tingly and fucking... Your senses are all over the place. But from this guy's experience, uh, I'm not really trying to paint with with death grips on. I'm not really trying to flip over my furniture. And I'm definitely not trying to th- say everything he just said. He basically is saying like, I was thinking so deep while I was on acid. I was thinking all these, I was questioning so much shit that now I want to be dead. Uh, and for that reason, I'm also also out. I love how there's like a fucking Shark Tank theme. I really actually don't love it. I hate it. I don't know why I do things that I do sometimes. Um, yeah, acid is similar and the other thing is like, my question is who the fuck is putting these pictures on? Who's making the acid and how the fuck is it made? That's what I'm going to read. And I know that you guys probably don't give a fuck to hear that shit. So I'll do that on my own time. But what the fuck, you know? Now this one, I tried to look up MDMA, which I really tried to look up Molly. Molly but when I looked up Molly, it would bring up MDMA. When I would look up ecstasy, it would bring up MDMA. When I would look up what is MDMA, it would say it is pure MDMA. When I would look up Molly, it would say it can be a mixture of MDMA and other chemicals. When I would look up ecstasy, it would say it's a mixture. Like, I don't fucking know what's going on with these three, but they better figure it the fuck out. Okay. Molly, MDMA, and ecstasy they got to get it figured out. Okay. But from what I think, MDMA is the pure drug that gets you, you know, you see bright lights. There's fucking things feel intense. You like are extremely excited about petting a cat because it feels so amazing. Um, mundane, stupid shit is like the most intense shit ever and exciting for you. MDMA also knows, known as ecstasy and molly. Is what a lot of people do at these raves because, which also doesn't make sense because it's meant to make mundane shit seem very insane. So, insane shit, oh, well, I guess insane shit probably is like a whole new fucking world for you. Um, It makes you extremely happy and satisfied, and you're just smiling and you're fucking jumping up and down and you're very excited and happy. Uh, Those are the pros of doing this shit. Molly, I guess, is a capsule form. Of MDMA, but it could be mixed with other chemicals. Molly is known to kill people. Molly is the more street drug of MDMA. But from my understanding, Molly is a mixture of multiple chemicals in one and it includes MDMA. So it's like MDMA could be a pill form, let's say, right? And you take this fucking pill not this, not this type. This is a capsule. You take this pill and that's your fucking MDMA or ecstasy, right? Now X or Molly would be, okay, I said that wrong. MDMA is a fucking pill that you take and it makes you happy. Same with fucking ecstasy. Uh, uh, Molly is usually in a capsule, which means that it's probably a pill chopped up and broken down and then other shit is mixed into it and then it's closed in a capsule and you take it. So it's like basically Molly is like the fucking laced fuck you mystery version of MDMA. That's how I'm going to explain it. Okay. Um, here's some pictures behind me of this, these lovely drugs that are not lovely. Uh, the pros, yeah, bright lights, shit feels cool. Mundane shit is really insane and insane shit is even better, right? The cons, which are kind of a big deal. Uh, it can fucking kill you. Right? The drug itself can kill you. Molly can kill you because it could be laced with other things. MDMA can spike your heart rate up and it can fucking kill you. It's rare. It is rare. But depending on what the fuck you're taking, ecstasy, a lot of these things are like man made fucking drugs. They're not, it's not the same as, uh, even though sh- shrooms is, there's a procedure. Shrooms, the only fucking f- reason why it's somewhat more okay is because it does come from the ground somewhat. They like grow it on fucking cow shit or something. But it is somewhat natural. Uh this Molly ecstasy, all that. It's just man fucking man-made shit. Chemicals and fucked up shit. And I'm sure there's like some extract that comes from fucking trees, but most of it's fucking chemicals, okay? Um And you get lockjaw. That's why these women in the back of my seat were biting on shit. And like had 10 ring pops was because I guess your jaw, I don't even like to think about it. It makes me fucking cringe. It makes me do this. Um, I don't know your jaw gets stuck and you like, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it cause I'll pass out. I can't talk about lock jaw, but look it up. Uh, and it can literally cause depression long-term. It can cause depression because if you do it a lot, if you're taking Molly all the fucking time and ecstasy, you're spiking your dopamine and your, sp- it's actually, I think it's serotonin or whatever the fuck. Is it serotonin? Let's see here. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't even know if serotonin is a thing. Is serotonin, what is it, a type of fucking, It's a type of spice? I don't know what it is. Whatever the drug is that when you take these, these Molly and MDMA, whatever it is in your brain that's being released, it's the same thing that gets released when you eat food and have sex and all the happy things, right? Because you're taking the happiness in your life temporarily and you're fucking spiking the shit out of it while you're jumping around at a rave or a concert and enjoying like light shows and all that. Um, now when you're off of it, it's, it's not instantly, but when you're off of it, over time you just start becoming a little bit more sad every fucking time because your highs are so high when you're high that now when you're when your high is like comes down you're just very boring and very fucking dull personality and over time it is a proven fucking thing that you can get depression and it's almost like like you're giving it to yourself right it's like if i fucking it's like if I ate sushi, had sex with a beautiful girl, and watched a scary movie every day of my life, after, like, a couple of years, I'd be like, okay, well, this is fucking, this sucks, man. Like, okay, you wake up, I have sushi, then I fuck with this girl, and now I watch fucking, you know, I'm over it. So you can, only like, do great things so many times that until it becomes boring, or, I mean, for some things, for, like, ho- like non-hobbies, I guess you could say, um, So yeah, if I did my, my, my analogy was, I was trying to say like, if I did the same thing every day that usually puts me at a 10, eventually it's going to put me at a seven and then a six and then a five. And then I'm going to start being like, okay, let's watch some fucking comedy movies because it's different. So for some reason, that's how I understand, uh, MDMA. Okay. I mean, what what am I going to talk about this for a fucking half an hour? Uh, what I think makes the build, first of all, now that we're done breaking all these, these drugs down, don't do drugs. How about that, right? Just don't do them. Because if you don't do them, then you're never going to want to do them and you're never going to question about it. And even if you do question about it, you're never going to have an experience that you can compare it to, right? So I've smoked cigarettes before. I've smoked weed before. I've drank. That's the only things I've done. I've never taken the Xanax. I've never taken fucking Adderall, which every kid in my school did, Uh, I never took Vicodin or whatever the fuck it's called. And I especially never did Molly, cocaine, ecstasy, any of these things. So when it comes to drugs that alter your mind, weed is one of them. Weed I can compare things to now, right? So if I smoke weed a lot, uh, I start getting used to the feeling of being high. And even though I'm not going to say it's a gateway drug, it is it's a gateway to like opening your fucking mind up because you start thinking like when I smoke weed, I feel this way. I wonder what it would happen if I did this and felt a different fucking way. You know what I mean? If I only smoked cigarettes, I can compare cigarettes to e-cigs, vapes, hookah, tobacco. You have that little, like they each have their own categories, right? That they subcategorize in weed is like the beginning part. I don't want to say it's the beginning part because I really don't believe that it's a gateway drug. I just believe that if you smoke weed enough that you will start to feel like you know, if I felt, if I tried acid, I would feel this more. If I did acid, I would feel a different way. And it's like, you already want to get out of your fucking like state of mind because you're getting high. So that's just going to maybe open your fucking options up a little bit more. I think that someone that's never smoked weed would probably never do acid in my opinion. Um, It's like, if you're going to do drugs like that, you're going to start with weed and then you're going to go to other things. Doesn't mean that it's a gateway drug. It just means that you're starting off with something that gets you out of your state of mind and makes you think weird shit. Uh, And it can only get fucking weirder, you know, but if you never start, then you're never going to want more. The core to all of this shit is how fucking greedy people are. Okay. That's what it is. Because if I can just sit the fuck down and enjoy a movie or go out to eat and enjoy my time with people or go to a fucking concert and enjoy the goddamn music I wouldn't have to do anything else besides enjoy my life, you know? I wouldn't have to, like, dude, it, it actually blows my mind. The fact that you have to go to a concert that you paid 300 bucks for a ticket for to see your favorite fucking artist, that isn't enough to get you to a 10 or at least a 9? You have to go do drugs so it can, like, make the experience even better? Why? Why? If I have my favorite fucking three plates of sushi, I now I really want sushi. I've been talking about it all fucking episode. You guys probably will too. If I have my three favorite types of sushi, I don't need to go fucking take Xanax. or no, that's Xanax. I don't need to go take fucking MDMA to enjoy the food more. I like the food, you know? Fuck. Is that not enough to say? Like how much what are we doing? It's greed. That's what it is. It's just greed. You guys, people are fucking, we're losing it. We're fucking losing our minds. Everyone's losing their fucking goddamn mind because everything is connecting to greed. You know, if greed was eliminated from the world, money would be less of an issue. There would be a lot less deaths and people that wanted to do drugs wouldn't want to do them. And that would eliminate a lot of drug problems. I'm clearly against a lot of this shit. So I know that it's a little biased for me, but I mean, it's just fucked. Like, enjoy your fucking life, period. That's it. That's it. Enjoy your life. Don't do drugs. You don't have to. Hey, guess what, guys? You don't have to do cocaine. Just enjoy your fucking life and then you're good. And that's final, you know? My forehead is really big, by the way. That's kind of why I've been doing the bangs look because it hides my forehead. But um, now I look like fucking, my name is Ness. Ness fuck. I can't figure it out today. I am just having a bad day with my hair. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't, I'm going to get too mad or I'm just going to go off on a tangent. and I don't want to, but if here's my advice for you, if you're 18 years old, if you're a younger person, if you're older and you're fucking 35, if you want to do drugs, if you really, really want to try anything, the only one that I would say to try, well, I'm not going to say to try it. The one w- like it would be shrooms. Okay. Shrooms is the face of all of these drugs. It's not the face though. Shrooms is the fucking best, the uh, the best out of all the evil drugs, right? If I had to rate them at evil to most evil, uh, shrooms would be on top. I don't know what I'm trying to fucking say. Okay. Shrooms is the best one out of them all, but they will all kill you. And I don't like any of them. And they're all fucking bad. And there's really bad shit that will happen from all of them. So don't do any of them. Okay. Don't do drugs. I don't have to justify and make it make sense to you because it makes sense to me. Well, I guess this is a show about the audience, so I probably shouldn't be like that. But anyways, let's fucking move on to sneakers, right? So next to me, I have one of the best shoes of fucking all time. And not of all time. It's one of my favorite retrofies of all time. These are the trophy room. Let me get a fucking, let me get some lighting here. The Trophy Room Retro 5s, these just released earlier last month, I think May, fuck, I don't know man, June, I don't know, they just released like a week and a half ago and I actually didn't have a plug on these, there's only 7,000 pairs made, you can see right there they're numbered. This is number 4,939 out of 7,000. I knew that these were going to be a fucking hit, though. They're light blue. They're suede. They're a fucking fire colorway. Light blue with a little bit of red. Uh, look them up online right now if you're not watching the video podcast. It's a retro five. It's all blue. The softest suede i felt on a sneaker in a while. Um, they got a red. They got the red little fire emblem that's on the outside of the shoe. They have a red jump man. The 3M's all over the tongue. Uh, They're numbered. They're extremely detailed. I'll I'll show them more. But look up Trophy Room Retro 5's if you want to look at them while you're in the fucking car and see what I'm talking about. Um, I fucking love these. And I knew that they were going to be a hit. I knew that people were going to want them. There's only 7,000 pairs made. I went on StockX when they were about to release. Actually, the day of the release, I went on StockX. And I picked up a pair for 400 bucks. This is my personal size 10 and a half. And I was like, you know what? 400 bucks for a shoe that there's only 10 of, 10 of, for a shoe that there's only 7,000 of, that's a fucking steal to me. Uh, I figured I'd grab a personal pair. I was gonna go fucking balls out and got and get like 10 pairs, but I didn't end up doing that. I got a 10 and a half and I have a 12 coming in. And I paid, what did I pay? $420 for the 12 and I paid like $380, I paid an average of $400 each, $380 for the $10.5. Now if you go on StockX, it's only like a week and a half later. Now if you go on StockX, this same exact shoe in a 10 is worth $710. And that's a fucking quick $300 for me. I probably should... I should just sell these because I'm a big fan of quick flipping, you know, buying something. The price goes up after two weeks, sell it, make the money back, and then go do it again. Uh, with this shoe in particular, though, I'm so in love with it. It's light blue. It matches my fucking eyes. Uh, I got to keep these. Even if the market goes down a little bit, even if I'm going to miss the climax and sell for 650 instead, I don't mind. But for a shoe that there's only 7000 made and they're numbered, they usually only go up. Uh, the satin bread ones went up. The satin royal ones, the satin backboards are even even starting to go up. Shit, that's numbered. I don't know if the satin backboards were actually numbered, but how much to homes? Like they go up. You know. Let me show you the side by side. So one shoe has the trophy room logo on the heel. One shoe has the Jordan, the Jumpman. One shoe has the twenty three. The left shoe has the five, obviously, because it's a fucking trophy room five. Uh, the shoe is based on like the story of it is it's just based on the fucking Michael Jordan's trophy room. If you haven't figured that out yet, the bottoms of these shoes, what I love about these, a big problem with retro fives for me, especially with the Oreo fives with the fucking grape fives shoes that are like the ice really stands out. Um, I mean it gets fucking yellow and it gets gross and it looks like shit after a while. But with the trophy rooms, because they know that people are going to collect these, the bottom of the shoe is actually, it has a wood design to it, and then there's the ice over it. So it comes off as like orange already. Like if you're seeing this on the fucking video, the bottom of the shoe basically looks orange. It looks like this amber, burnt orange colorway, colorway, uh, color to the bottom of it. And from the side it still looks icy but it's not going to get fucking ruined because they they kind of just owned it they were like look people are going to fucking buy these and they're going to go to shit if we don't make anything different about them so let's make the bottom of the shoe orange that way in 5 years it's not going to look gross and shitty cuz people are already used to it by now you know because they did the design that way i really like that they did that um there's also a little, little details right here on the inside. Instead of just saying Air Jordan stitched on the inside of the tongue, it says, uh, it's got the little trophy room there. There's the stock X tag, which I guess I'm going to keep on there. And then the fucking insoles. I mean, this is, this is what fucking shoes are all about. You guys, I can't pull it out. The insoles are like cork. It's like a cork material. I don't really know. It feels actually a lot softer. Maybe it just looks like it's cork. I don't know. I can't get the fucking insole out, so that's the shoe. Also, a really fucking beautiful box. I mean, this is this is it. This is this makes me feel so nostalgic about retros because I know that when I used to sell shoes in the beginning days, when there was like the Motorboat Jones and the fucking Supreme collabs, even before then, um, I'm trying to think the Fear Packs, the fucking Tokyos, the Shanghai Fives. Jordans that were like so unique so different based on colorway and then they would do shit with the boxes and the accessories it's just this this is a good release all right also on the paper it's the you can't really see it because it's fucking crumpled but on the paper instead of like just regular paper that goes around the shoes in the box it's plastic and it has the gate and then the 23 which is like in front of Jordan's house in real life so that's dope and there's also a very, very, very fucking soft uh, Jordan Jumpman fucking dust bag. I'll pull this out for you. It's got the Trophy Room logo on the back. And on the front, there's Jumpman gold. It's really soft. If I was on acid, I would be fucking cumming my pants right now because of how soft it is. Um, next shoe is the LA Deschies. I, I told you guys about these last week. Market dropped a little bit. They were at 400 bucks. They dropped to... I think 300 and a 10.5. The smaller sizes, 8 to 9.5, are all still fucking 400 500 bucks. These are great in person, they look dope. My only problem is, um, It's just like the red trim looks so sloppy, man, that I just can't do it, especially with purple and yellow. Purple and yellow on a retro one is great. It looks fucking awesome. But the fact that there's the red trim underneath it kills it for me. And I know that the reason why they're like that, if you don't know already, uh, this is really a Chicago one colorway. It's really red here and black here. It's just a Chicago one, but there's a coating over it of some type of fucking paint that makes it so... On the outside of the shoe, it looks purple and yellow, but after time, as these wear out, or if you use, like, nail polish remover, and you remove the paint, it turns into a Chicago One. Hence the fucking name. It goes from an LA colorway to a Chicago colorway in one shoe. That is really dope, right? That's fucking sick as shit. I I really love that, because it's unique, it's different, it really shows that it's fucking something there. Plus, it's got the Nike SB on the tongue, and inside, which is cool. But, I really like the concept. I just don't like the way that they did it. I just don't, like, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm torn because there's no fucking other way to do it. So it's like, you have to do it this way. I, I'm just, what makes me mad is that the in-between phase is going to look so fucking bad. And I already know it. Because purple and red don't go together. And yellow, I mean, yellow and black is fine. But purple and red with yellow it's going to look like shit, okay? So for me, if I'm wearing these, it's going to be as an L.A. colorway or I'm going to rip all of the fucking paint off and take it all off and rock it as a Chicago. I can't do, I can't do both. It's so fucking ugly. Red and purple, the fact that I even have to see them next to each other triggers me, all right? So those are, that's it for those. They came with red laces too and people are wearing the red laces with the fucking purple colorway. Like, please, don't do that. Now, there's a CDG Retro One. This this is rumored. They're not confirmed yet. Oh, no, they actually are confirmed. They haven't confirmed the release date. But, dude, if there can't be a shoe up my fucking alley more right now, um, CDG is a brand that I really don't know anything about. And I don't give a fuck about the brand. But what I do give a fuck about is they made a dope Jordan 1. It's all black. Picture an all black leather Jordan 1. And then add a little bit of Angelo's current fucking gimmick to it and you get this beautiful shoe behind me. Uh, type in CDG Air Jordan 1 if you want to see what I'm talking about. The The tongue on the shoe is like an extra fucking five inches high. So the tongue comes out really high. Then there's like a buckle around it that looks like it looks like a bondage type of harness buckle. Um, it's black and it's got the silver clasp and then the silver thing that goes inside of it. Um, and then there's some rings that hang off of it. I mean, I'm super excited for these. These match my current style. There's a right up. my. It's almost like Michael Jordan saw my podcast and was like, I'm going to make a shoe just for this fucking dweeby ass kid. So, Michael, if you did that, I don't even think Michael designs the shoes. Fuck. What do I know about shoes, you guys? Uh, whoever designs shoes in fucking Nike, thank you because I really appreciate it. Now, the Air Jordan 1. There, I, I talked about a yellow toe, I think... 10 episodes ago, I talked about Jordan making a, a yellow toe, which is the same thing as a bread toe, but yellow. They did it and they fucking shit on it because they made it a Jordan mid top. Which, if you don't know what I mean when I say mid top, it's, it's not a retro one, so it's not the quality of a retro one, and it's not even high quality to begin with. Uh, and the fact that it's a mid, mid Jordans are just instantly. Dog shit to me. Maybe it's just because I'm a reseller and I know that they don't sell at all and I know that they just sit on the shelves. But how disrespectful is it that Jordan makes these of mid top? To, it's disrespectful because it's such a fire colorway. And if you would have made it a high top, these would boom. These would fucking boom. I guarantee it. These would be at least 400 bucks and people would love them because we don't have a lot of yellow, black and white retro ones and a yellow toe. It just, they just look great. I will admit they look dope. I won't admit that Jordan did the right move. They should have made him a high top. They should have made them somewhat limited, but instead they will fuck these up. Um, they're going to, they'll probably going to overproduce the shit out of them. They're a med top, which means they're not that good of quality. It's going to be some shitty suede. I already know that shitty low, like low cut new buck that they use on all of their garbage pairs. That's what this will consist of. I guarantee it. I'm, I'm so firm on that. Um, this is a picture, this is from China, but this is the only picture I could find that was good. Uh, these are the black reflective V2s. So I actually did get my hands on a few pairs of V2s as well. I bought, um, what do I have coming in? I have like four or five. I have two size 10 and a two size 11s. I have a size nine. I have a size 13 and I have a size four and a half of the black regular V2s that just came out. And the reflectives I have like basically the same sizes minus the four and a half, um, I did not know that they were actually going to make two separate ones, but the reflectives are going for almost a thousand bucks and the fucking black regular ones, which I called this, I called it. If you go back, I told you guys, which is most of the time I don't get my predictions right at all, but I told you guys that the black V2s were going to stay high in the market and it's because they're all black and I compare them to the pirate blacks. I compare them to the Yeezy 750s or whatever the fucking boots are called. Uh, I knew that they were going to stay high. I bought at 325 the market right now is $500, bucks. i am happy, you know, I'm doing good. When I stop focusing on fucking women, and I start focusing on money, I do well, you know, and maybe, maybe, that could be a fucking tip for you guys. If shit's not working out, don't fucking give it time of day, and don't turn to drugs. That's kind of it for today, that's a good ending note, right, ending note. Um, today was fun, it was a fun episode, I probably need to go eat food now. I look fucking green in this lighting now all of a sudden. I really, really thank you guys. Thank you all for watching. Um, Thank you all. I fucking love you all. I'm sorry that I look green. And if you don't like doing drugs, I really hope that you didn't turn this episode off because it's not about me doing drugs. It's about exposing people and telling you guys about drugs so you know what the fuck you're doing. Okay, I'm just trying to making trying to make a fucking little bit of an influence and help you guys out and steer you in a good direction. Okay, I love you all. Have a nice Sunday and go Packers.